Hi, this is Zoe Routh, and welcome back to the Zoe Routh Leadership Podcast, where we are exploring points of view, how people come to see and be in the world. Today's guest is Greg Gillies, and I was fascinated by his profile and really wanted to reach out and ask Greg onto the podcast because of his personal experience of transformation and the work that he does now, specifically with men and helping men reinvent themselves. So Greg is a life coach for men. He's an expert in emotional intelligence and releasing blocks. And he has been helping men release past limiting beliefs, influences, and emotions so they can step into being their best. Now, Greg's story is about he had 20 years of having it all and felt miserable. And he hit rock bottom using alcohol and then everything changed. So we're going to hear a little bit about that story. So welcome, Greg. Thank you for having me, Zoe. So exciting. So interesting story. You're a young bloke, like at least you look young in your photo <laughs> and your video. <laughs> um, thanks for the compliment. I'm 42. So um, <laughs> well, you're as young as you feel, right? <laughs> uh, on some good days, yes. And yeah. that and a lot of moisturizer helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell us what happened, right? So 20 years, things were going, presumably going well, but the but happened and all of a sudden you're in a whirlpool of alcohol. Tell us a story about what happened and how you got out of it. Yeah. So like a lot of businessmen or when I was in corporate, I was um, quite high up in the leadership positions. We're very, we're very driven, high achievers and we push ourselves really hard and we don't look at our weaknesses and we just keep on focusing on our strengths and driving forward and we're ambitious to achieve everything in life from our financial goals to having an amazing marriage to being an amazing father health well-being the whole gamut right to have a really a good broad healthy holistic life but i found myself pushing myself too hard and not knowing why when i was achieving more i was actually becoming more unhappy and more miserable and unfulfilled and it started to play on my mind and it started to get really confusing and I started to stress a lot and getting a lot of anxiety that I had achieved all of my goals but the happiness that I thought was going to come with it was not there. Oh this is a classic trap I've referred to this before as the when then trap when I hit ABC goals or XYZ targets then I'll feel fulfilled and then we get caught in this moving goalpost thing. So that sounds like a little bit of what happened to you. Yeah, 100%. And we continue to strive and we push forward. And um, I just got to a point in my life where I actually left corporate in 2016 after 20 years of um, a lot of senior management positions and being located in different countries for, for uh, global companies. And I started my own consulting and marketing business and the isolation of being a sole entrepreneur kind of uprooted a lot of my past suppressed emotions and feelings that I just didn't even deal with when I was in corporate life because I did not want to show vulnerability. I didn't want to show weakness. I was a leader. I was leading a team of people. They looked up to me. So for me to, I guess, take off my masks and facades and actually tell the truth about how I was feeling was the most terrifying thing that I could ever imagine. So we just ignore it and we suppress it and we push it under the carpet and hope that it goes away. But when I started my own business and I didn't have 
all of the team and all of the resources and the big healthy paycheck coming in and, and I literally had to do everything, that was when the emotions really started to rear up and my mirror kept on showing up to me and I, I literally had to start facing my demons. But I used my, I used my old ways of trying to ignore it and the stress the anxiety and it even got to panic attacks started to really really oh. mount up now i was building my business and it was going really well and successful but i just had this overwhelming fear that it was just going to come crumbling down that i was going to fail that i wasn't good enough that i wasn't worthy that things like it was just these stories in my head and it was out of control and i didn't know what was going on with me and i actually thought there was something wrong with me and I've always been a drinker, a very social person, and I was using alcohol to try and numb the pain because I had no escape and I didn't know what was going on. And that did not end well. So what happened? It sounds like this, the slippery slope. And you're right. Like There's nothing like setting up and running your own business to uh, expose all of your personal development opportunities. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when we talk about personal development, it's quite interesting. I, I talk about this a lot on social media and with my clients that the old traditional personal development and what I spent tens of thousands of dollars and years doing was more knowledge and education based to become really wise and knowledgeable about new skills and what I can do. And I went to the seminars and reading books and all that sort of stuff. But what I didn't focus on is all the inner work. So I was gathering all this information and I was loading up my conscious mind and my memory and I had this amazing amount of knowledge, but I was ignoring the programming and the beliefs that were deep in my unconscious mind that were literally creating conflict in my mind. And it was the unworthiness and the belief systems and all that sort of stuff. And I just totally ignored all of that. And it just got to a point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And through the drinking, I just went on a spiral downwards until I had a, I literally had a breakdown. And I just put my hand up and said to my wife, I've got a problem. I need help. And when I dropped my guard and I was vulnerable and I admitted what I was suffering with, my new journey began, which was the hardest and most rewarding journey of my life. But it has literally transformed every area of my life to the point where I've now found my passion and purpose in helping other men go through this transformation. Because at the time, I thought there was just something wrong with me. So that's why I didn't want to talk about it. That's why I didn't want to be vulnerable for the fear of being judged and criticized and losing everything that I'd worked for. But once I healed myself and I went on this discovery journey, I realized that most, most men are suffering from the same things because we've never been taught how to deal with our emotions. We just soldier on. We just harden up and we just push through. And it's not healthy. Yeah. I agree. So we were talking just before we hit record about the experiences I have with uh, with my male clients as well. So I have a lot of, of male leaders that I work with and it's very similar. They haven't learned, haven't been taught, haven't felt safe enough to express emotions or explore their inner world. So I'm guessing also that when you told your wife, I need help, she was like, yeah, <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she'd given me enough signals over the years that I was not being kind to myself and I just ignored that as well. But um, She sounds like a good woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's very much into um, holistic health and all of that sort of stuff. She's actually in my program as well. So 
when I started listening to my wife, my life started to change. Funny that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like she was the perfect instrument to help you do the work because she can't do the work for you. You've got to do the work and you've done the work. So I'm curious about that, like the work. So you've talked about you were obsessed about reading personal development, but actually doing the work uh, wasn't something that you did until you hit this rock bottom piece. So what kinds of things, like literally exercises, did you do, and I'm guessing you do now with your clients, to help you do the work and process some of this unconscious stuff? Yeah, so the the specific work that I did, so I was, I've always exercised and tried to do meditation and mindfulness and all that, but it was so much deeper than that. It was actually about past programming. It was all of the stored negative beliefs, programming and emotions right from childhood through to adulthood. And we typically don't even know they're there because they are so deep in our unconscious mind that we don't know that they're actually playing in the background and that's what's causing us to be in conflict in our mind and just have this chatter in our mind of self-doubt, self-sabotage, all that sort of stuff. So what I did to start with, because my drinking was so heavy, I, I made the effort to go to AA as a support mechanism to just get rid of alcohol out of my life. So I did that. But while I did that, I also started doing some kinesiology. And my wife is an advanced kinesiologist. And I started doing some energy work. And I started really focusing on getting out of deep survival. So Greg, with kinesiology, can you explain that? Because I'm not sure that everybody is familiar with what you actually do in kinesiology. Okay, so kinesiology is a holistic modality that taps into what's called our innate intelligence. And our innate intelligence is like our body's supercomputer. It knows everything about us, right down to a DNA level. And kinesiology uses muscle testing. So they muscle monitor and put pressure on your limbs, mainly your arm. It goes through your nervous system and it goes into your innate intelligence and it bypasses your conscious mind. And they ask a series of questions to identify what the body needs in order to get support to increase the self-healing process. It's an amazing, amazing modality. Can you give me an example of a question you might ask the body? Like, what do you need body for healing? I don't know the questions. The kinesiologist, like it's a, it's a very, very in-depth. Okay program course that my wife trained in it for three years she literally needed to learn every single thing about the body right from brain structures neural transmitters every single organ and gland so our body has the most amazing ability to self-heal given the right support the reason why so much illness and disease and people are sick is because our bodies are under constant stress. So our autonomic nervous system has two sides to it. It has a sympathetic nervous system, which we know is fight or flight. And because people are under so much stress and the toxins in our environment and even using cell phones too often, our bodies are under constant stress because stress in our mind actually triggers the fight or flight response in our body and puts us into sympathetic nervous system. And it's now got a saying called sympathetic nervous system dominance because some people are under so much stress in their bodies that they can't switch between sympathetic and parasympathetic. And parasympathetic is where the body is rested 
and can regenerate and heal. So if your body's not switching between sympathetic and parasympathetic, your body's actually not healing and your organs and glands get massive stress and that's where illness and disease comes from. So all thyroid issues, all autoimmune issues, all adrenal issues, hormone issues, they are all coming from this area of the body. So kinesiology helps to get out of that deep survival and get out of the fight or flight and enable the body's natural self-healing process to activate. When I was using kinesiology as well as knocking off the drinking, it took me out of that deep, deep stressful place so that I could start supporting myself. And then I went to the next step of my journey and the universe was talking to me because I got invited to a one-day event with a, a very dear friend and mentor of mine who I went right into uh, 24 months now of being going through her coaching program. And it, it goes extremely deep into our past programming and enables us to release negative emotions, beliefs, and influences from our past. So we pick up and we are susceptible to the environment and the influences around us. So if mum and dad had a divorce or they're fighting, or if dad was a workaholic, we pick up those traits and we take them as our belief systems as a child and we carry them through into our adulthood. And if those belief systems we picked up as a child are in conflict with who we want to be as an adult, this is what's causing most of the stress in the human mind is when the brain is in conflict with itself because it wants one thing, but unconsciously, it doesn't believe it's worthy, it doesn't believe it's safe, it doesn't believe it's loved, it doesn't think it's good enough. And all of these programmings are continually playing in our mind and causing us to have stress and anxiety, and then it branches into mental health. I didn't know about any of this three years ago, but when I went deep, deep, deep into these programs and these processes, and I cleared all of my past and all of my limiting beliefs, it was like the world lifted off my shoulders and my mental clarity and brain fog just disappeared. So I was not drinking. My body was out of deep survival. I was clearing all of the past programmings and beliefs in my unconscious mind that were causing conflict with who I wanted to be now as an adult and everything transformed. My business skyrocketed. My relationship with my wife has never been better as a role model for my children, I'm so proud of who I am and the relationship that I have with my children and my health and well-being is just unbelievable. Like for me to be able to meditate now is really easy because I don't have that survival stress just keeping me stuck in my head. So Greg, I'm curious. So you did all this surfacing, all this past programming gunk. Yep. Do you then choose new programming that's supportive to you or is it yeah, just so, about clearing the past? So part of this deep, quantum matrix therapies that I went through and I'm now qualified and take other men through, you are literally identifying. And a lot of the stuff that you identify, the clients don't know are there because they're so suppressed and they're from younger years. It could be from when you're five years old, could be from when you're 10 years old. It could be from a school teacher who treated you unfairly and you created this belief system. So it's quite, it can be massive things, but it can also be subtle things. So when I take a client through this kind of process in the coaching sessions, what we do is identify the event, the person, the emotion, 
and what triggered it and we bring it up and we release all of the negative beliefs around that and we replace it with the ideal beliefs that the adult has now and wants to live by. And when I replace the old beliefs with the new beliefs, it literally lights up the neural pathways in our brain and it starts firing new neurons in our brain and it starts to reprogram our neural pathways in our unconscious mind. And that's where the clarity comes because it's literally reprogramming the mind's belief system. That's why it's so powerful and so deep. Do your clients choose their own beliefs or do you provide them with? No, no. We, every single client's different. I don't okay. know the past until I, well, I take them through a process to identify if they're the right fit and the right client and learn a bit about their past and their upbringing and what they're struggling with. And, and you can usually identify indicators, right? So whether they're struggling in relationships and there's a feeling of, unlovable or if they feel unworthy a lot of people even if they're like i was really confident and a go-getter and i could take action like motivation was never a problem but i didn't realize underneath that i actually had quite low self-worth of myself and i never thought that i was good enough and the reason why is because i was always striving for other people's approval of me and i was never doing things for my own true inner self-loving benefit and if you are constantly doing things for other people's approval or recognition you're never going to be happy with yourself because you're always going to strive for that recognition it's like a dopamine hit so this whole process is about going deep inwards identifying who you are what's holding you back your belief programs and i literally help men really connect with their inner self and start to love the person that they are because the more we love ourselves the more love we can give to the people around us and that's how relationships just evolve and so it's a mind body and a spirit process okay so it's very it gets quite spiritual and a lot of people are getting into spirituality and wanting to kind of access what they call their higher self and raise their energetic vibration so it does all of that so i'm curious then why men? So why did you specifically choose to work with men? Before I got into life coaching, and I didn't go into life coaching to become a life coach, I went into it to help myself. But I came out the other end with a deja vu moment that this is actually my calling. I need to help other people heal. But prior to that, I'm 12 years as a digital marketing expert, and I literally practice what I preach. And I believe that if you're going to get especially nowadays, if you're going to deliver maximum value to a small audience, you need to really specialize in a niche. And the best way for me to specialize in a niche is to literally help men who are going through what I went through. So my target market is literally married businessmen or executive males because I was corporate executive and I'm a married businessman. Even though our paths are different, and our challenges are different. We all want the same thing. We all want to be successful. We want to have an amazing intimate marriage. We want to be a great role model for our children. We want to be happy. We want to be fulfilled. We want to be healthy and all that sort of stuff. So because I can only work with one-on-one, -on -one, I can only work with a handful of men at any one time. I really want to work with the people that I know I can add the most value because of my own personal experience. 
Now, my wife actually works with women. So I get so many private messages on social media from women saying, I love what you do. I'm unhappy that you only look after men. And I'm like, sorry, it's okay. My wife actually does all of similar stuff for women. So I just refer them to her. Do you think that men and women's issues are different? Well, men and women are different, right? Women are a little bit more open to talking about their feelings and emotions, but I think women have so much more pressures and responsibilities, especially nowadays, from especially if they're a mum, especially if they've had children. So bearing children and what that does to your physical body, males could never even comprehend. Some of the learnings that I've got from Tracy around just how it does mess with hormones and physical structures and your biochemistry. And then if they are a home mum or if they are a working professional, we all have similar, I guess, goals, but males and females have slightly different challenges that they want to deal with. And most of my wife's female clients, it's mainly health issues. It's around, so my wife can reverse Epstein-Barr, glandular fever, thyroid issues, adrenal fatigue, hormone imbalances and all that sort of stuff so a lot of her clients come to her for that because when she sorts out their physical issues by default it sorts out their mental issues because they're stressed and they're anxious in their mind because their mind and their body just aren't functioning properly so it's more of a health side of things but that was the long way of saying we're all humans we all have needs and wants but we just have a little bit different genetic makeup between females and males and I find that most of my males are very, very over energy into business. They put so much effort into their business or their role or their title or their achievement as a way of creating the love and the acceptance and the happiness and the fulfillment. And a lot of my clients are doing it at the detriment to their relationships, their own health, their own well-being, and they're not even available and truly present for their children. So they're over here striving to be successful in a business so that they can give their family everything that they want, but all their family wants is them. So what have you noticed about, so that's a, that's a common pattern. So men are putting a lot of effort into their businesses so they can provide more for the family, but all their family want is men. Yeah. (laughs) They just want them to be there, right? Quality time. Yeah. So, I mean, you're working one-on-one individually with men to help transform this. What do you think are some social things that we could like in, in society more broadly, what do you think we need to transform as, as a community around beliefs about men and men's roles in the world? Um, What I'm trying to advocate is that mental health is not a problem. It should be treated exactly the same as physical health. So everybody knows and is openly talks about you need to eat clean, you need to exercise, you should go to the gym. But there's this stigma around mental health that they're not willing to openly say, I need to do some mental fitness because I'm overstressed and I feel anxious and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of like people think that if you say that you've got mental health, you're going to get judged and ridiculed. And it's just a bad way to think about things. Um, So I really want people to just be okay to open up and talk about how they're feeling mentally because it's actually more important than how they're feeling physically because the way we feel mentally actually affects our physical makeup from what I was talking about before and the 
um, autonomic nervous system and the endocrine system, it actually affects our physical makeup. So if we deal with our mental health, it is so critical to everything. So that's probably not the answer of the question, but that is kind of what I'm trying to advocate. And that's why I share my story of vulnerability and how I hit rock bottom, even though from the outside world looking in, Greg Gillies was really successful. He had the investments, the home, the business, the titles. Like on Facebook, my life looked amazing. Inside, inside Greg Gillies, I was broken. And so many men out there are exactly the same. But I'm trying to give them permission to put their hand up and say, yes, I'm struggling and I need help. I think that's a, you're doing a great job in modeling that, and especially in advocating for men's mental fitness. Actually, I think that would be a good place to start, actually. We start talking about mental health and talk about mental fitness. Uh, it's got a different kind of connotation to it. It might be a useful way forward. I'm curious about what do you think, like if you had your top three beliefs that have helped you turn your world around, what would those three beliefs be? You can't ignore your past. It's not going away. Your past is your past. And if there's traumatic events or influences or something from your past that is literally maintaining programs in your brain now and holding you back, you need to address it. I say to my clients, it's kind of like you're driving around in your sports car with the handbrake right on full and you don't realize it. When you clear your past and the negative programming and the stuff that's stored in your unconscious mind, it's like taking the handbrake off your car. You will just naturally go faster. Well, not faster. You'll just naturally and easily move forward. So the big one is the past. The second one would be be open and honest and feel comfortable to be vulnerable. There is a lot of people out there, you look at Brene Brown, there's, there's a lot of people out there that are talking about the strength and vulnerability. Even Lewis Howes, he's an advocate for men and he's a very big influencer globally. And What's his name? Lewis Howes? Lewis Howes. Howes, yeah. How do you that's, spell his last that's name? my accent, sorry. H-O-W-E-S. So he owns the School okay. of Greatness. He's a very big influencer around these topics. Okay. Um, and, and he talks about males need to stop wearing masks and live their life through these facades because they're not showing their true self. They're showing what they want to be perceived as. And as we become successful and as we build a big business and we're in leadership positions and even corporate executives and CEOs, they feel isolated and they feel like they're constantly giving and supporting others, but there's no support for them. And that's because of the isolation. And the isolation makes it continues with that internal mental dialogue. And they just go, I can't come out and say, I am absolutely struggling because what if they take my title off me? What if my business fails? What if somebody judges me? This is a bad place to get to, a really bad place to get to. And I know so many men are in that place, but they feel like they are stuck and they feel like they can't speak up. So... That is the reason why I want to help men is because I've been there. I know it. And they can get the help without other people. They don't need to tell the world, but there is the right help there to address the cause, not the symptom. So there's so many things out there that can deal with the symptom. If you go to the doctor and say, I'm suffering from anxiety or this or that, or the other thing, they might prescribe you some medication 
to numb the symptom, but it's not helping with the cause. So what our program does is go deep, deep, deep into the cause, identify the cause, remove the cause, and then the symptoms go away. So, yeah. Awesome. Where can people get a hold of you, Greg? So greggillies.com is my website, and I'm playing around with the messaging because I'm just learning the types of men that are coming in, but most of my clients are in business, are businessmen or corporate executives. LinkedIn is my most active social media platform. So I post almost daily videos around a lot of topics. So I'd love to connect with anybody on LinkedIn and share just free content on there. And then Facebook and a little bit of Instagram, but my target market, and I'm putting most of my emphasis on LinkedIn, is the business owner and the, and the busy professional. Fantastic. Well, it's great work that you're doing out there in the world. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Zoe. I really appreciate it.